Greetings. Hey there, action fans. We're back with another episode of Ethan on Action. I'm joined here by Peter. A bit of a different episode today. I have a few white claws in me. I normally don't drink when I record. <laughs> Peter always drinks. Ain't that right, Peter? Oh, yeah. You know me. <laughs> so something happened in the movies and martial arts world, and we got to put our two cents in. Right, Peter? Peter? Absolutely. Right, Peter? As you put What happened? There. What happened? You tell me. Why did you, why did you, why did you guy? What happened? Go. Uh, so apparently like this Quentin Tarantino movie came out a couple years ago and, uh, and then he wrote a novel about it and, uh, the controversy came up again, you know, about Bruce Lee. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So step by step, <laughs> oh, what happened was Tarantino made that scene, including Bruce Lee and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Sharon Lee didn't like it. Then his book came out. He made another comment, and then Sharon Lee didn't like that again. So let's talk about it. Let's it's break not it down. just Sharon Lee. <laughs> it's just Sharon Lee. Shannon Lee. Just Shannon Lee. Just Shannon Lee. No one Shannon else. Lee. No one else is offended. A lot of people are offended. I personally wasn't, but we'll get into that. So from this from the beginning, let's start. Let's talk about Bruce Lee's portrayal in Once Upon a Time Upon ah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. A. Hollywoody. Hollywoody. <laughs> Sounds like a, a shitty drink. So what, what did you think when you watched the scene in theaters? Were you like, I, <gasps> no. <laughs> Were you like, stop Asian hate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I uh, reacted normally. To it. <laughs> I, I just enjoyed the scene overall. I took it in as, as it was portrayed. Like I looked at it as a memory from Brad Pitt. So I could see him being exaggerated. Which in is his incorrect. Memory. Because Tarantino said that. That's an incorrect theory. He's like, that's what happened. <laughs> no, that's that's how I took it in, though. That was my But that's what Sean Fennessy said on the big picture. And Tarantino came out and was like, yeah, your idea? It's wrong. It happened. <laughs> it's not a fantasy. It happened. Okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. But that's how I saw it, though. And so I, I did not it's get real. offended. doesn't matter. It's real. Okay. Fine. <laughs> it's real. It's Whatever. Real. It happened. I don't care. It still didn't offend me. No, it's real. Bruce, Bruce Lee, arrogant. It's real. Okay. <laughs> um, I didn't really care. I saw it. I thought it was interesting. It was a funny take. Yeah, it was a funny take. It was a funny scene. It was entertaining as hell. <laughs> ultimately, it's a comedy. I thought it was hilarious um, on a legend. Uh, <laughs> but let's talk about the the actual reactions from people, what they felt about this scene. Let's leave Shannon Lee on the side here. Uh, let's talk about just fans of Bruce Lee. They were like, Bruce Lee wasn't arrogant. You're wrong. Every martial arts is arrogant. Oh, you Any, think anyone that's on. at the top of their game? Hold on, hold on. Oh, you think Conor McGregor is not arrogant? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think Muhammad Ali wasn't arrogant? <laughs> They're humble as hell, man. <laughs> if you're if you're fucking good at something, you're gonna be arrogant at it. All they do is respect their opponents. <laughs> <laughs> um, and people were saying like it's um, Tarantino hating on Bruce Lee. I don't think so. I, I thought it was kind of humorous. It, it, was, it was just a funny scene. At, at the time, it. I didn't see it as that. But now he's like almost like doubling down because he's yeah. like taking all that hate comments in. He's like, fuck this. I'm just going to I'm, I'm gonna go for it. He made it worse. <laughs> he definitely made it worse. And yeah. then obviously there was Shannon Lee's reaction to it. She made a good point. She made a very good point where she said, Tarantino made it a point to not offend any other historical actor, director, whatever. In that, but with Lee, he was just so careless about it. Because think about it, he kind of—I'm not sure if this was on purpose, 
but he didn't really portray Roman Polanski and his pedo ways at all. That's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> to portray Roman Polanski as almost like a hero. <laughs> oh no, he, he just kind of left it out. No, he, well, he's yeah, just a person. <laughs> but but Tar- to back down on that, Tarantino did apologize for that. Not for that. This is before he even made the movie. Okay. Because he defended Polanski like the rest of Hollywood. But then the whole Harvey Weinstein, Me Too stuff, he, he did back, he did apologize. He's like, I'm sorry. He had to. Yeah, he, he had to. He had to. But like, Polanski is an amazing director, obviously, but he's also a pedophile, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you. He's a fucking pedophile. <laughs> like, he raped a 13-year-old girl in his house, in Jack Nicholson's house. Like... Jeez. This is facts. This is all facts. <laughs> yep. But anyways, anyways, police reports on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, not good. Not good. Um, I understand. I understand the backlash about it. Me, personally, I was not offended. I just took it as what it is. It's a fantasy movie. The whole mo- the, the, the movie, the title literally is a fairy tale. It's a fantasy. It's not real. None <laughs> yeah. of this shit, shit is real. Yeah. Everything's exaggerated. Like, the, the whole, they changed history. Like, Sharon Tate didn't die. Like, it's yeah. just, I'm not going to say the loony left, but people try to make it political. Even now, uh, they're trying, in a way it kind of is. <laughs> you can't really avoid that with all everything that's happening right now to, against Asians in America. It's, okay. it's a bad time for Tarantino to double down on this. <laughs> yeah, for him to double down now. Like, at the time when the movie came out. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it wasn't this bad. No, it no wasn't COVID this bad. Yet, so. it No COVID yet. No COVID, no like I we I purposely don't try to get political on the show because mm-hmm. I just don't think it helps anyone. Nope. But yes, Asians are getting attacked in America by not just white people. <laughs> A lot of them are black. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now. <laughs> A lot of them are black. You're getting attacked by everyone. <laughs> there are a lot of them are black. But yes, they're getting attacked by white and black people. Um but anyways, it's it's not a good look. But Tarantino, he, I don't know, he, he, he tried to backtrack a little bit. He's like, I probably should have been a bit better on Bruce Lee's portrayal, but then he doubles down on it. It's like, yeah, the whole thing with him um, bringing up the, the book where, like, oh, God. Oh. <laughs> basically saying, oh, like, how he, God. like, totally disrespects stuntmen and uh, he, he, uh, he didn't care about their safety and all that stuff. Like Then how the author of the book is like, for the record, I, <laughs> I did, did not, not say, say this. I did not say that. <laughs> um, th- I'll put a link in the description of this podcast. The actor for Green Hornet actually made a video, like, over 10 years ago about mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. about the exact same scenario. What happened was Bruce Lee wanted to shoot action a certain way, mm-hmm. but studios didn't want to help him because he's like, you know, this fucking weird yeah. Asian guy with a weird accent. Yeah. They didn't want to help him. So what they did was, because he, he was so adamant about it, they actually let him shoot his own action scene. They're mm-hmm. like, go ahead. You know what you're doing? Go ahead. But they gave him zero lighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they back in the day, you would shoot on film. Then the next day, you would see dailies. Everybody would sit down and watch it, right? Yeah. So he did his thing. Then the next day, they showed it. They showed the dailies. It's all in wides. And it was like terrible lighting. You can't even see Cato, Bruce Lee, because he's wearing all black. And the scene was just god-awful. Then afterwards, after Bruce Lee saw it, he was sitting in the dailies. He stormed out of the room. And he goes to the actor at Greenhorn. He's like, I don't know anything about shooting action. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he admitted it. He admitted it. Because, Because Bruce Lee doesn't understand that when you're shooting a film... It's about angles. 
It's about 2D. He didn't understand that. He thought you had to like hit a guy to make it look real. But then he's like, oh, no, I just got to throw it across his face. It looks like he's pit. So from there, he learned. Now, to add on to all this, on to whole Bruce Lee hitting stuntmen. If you're a real action fan, if you watch stuntmen reacts or if you follow Scott Atkins or any action star whatsoever, what do they always talk about? <laughs> Contact. Yep. <laughs> They're always like. It really makes it look better when you actually kick the guy in the face. And the stuntman's always like, yeah, kick me. <laughs> kick me in the head. So, again, this is another case of Bruce Lee is ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. Is he not? Not to say he was perfect. Obviously, he was wrong. He knew he was wrong. But that's how they shoot action movies now. People actually get hit. The Hong Kong way. Mm-hmm. Like, Plus, like, there's been so many people that have come up and that worked with Bruce that kind of have defended him. Like um, I read this whole thing about the like, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and like he, in his mind, he felt that scene was racist or whatever. Mm. Um, just cause like Bruce was fighting so much to, for Asians not to be portrayed as villains and Quentin kind of like, there's truth to that. All that there right? is truth so, to that. Yeah. 100% so, there's truth to that. Like Kareem really put it well. Like if, if you just uh, look up like what Kareem quoted on yeah. like, this whole it's actually no, really really Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying all these people complaining are wrong. No. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. 100%. It's just you get it's it's not as simple as like this the guy's right this guy's wrong kind of thing. No, deal, no, right? it's, it's it never okay. is. It's, it's, it's always not, there's something in the middle where it's both not sides like that. make their points, right? Then and to be fair, this is coming from a guy who is actually not a fan of Tarantino. Me, I don't, I don't like Tarantino movies. And I, I love Tarantino. I love Bruce Lee. And but here's here's the thing: I don't like Tarantino's movies, but I know he's an amazing director. Mm-hmm. I know he's an amazing filmmaker. I love Reservoir Dogs. I love Kill Bill Volume Two. Those are my only two favorite ones. Okay. Um, I don't really like Kill Bill. <laughs> Maybe we'll get that later, but. It's, this is coming very experimental. But. <laughs> yeah, this come from me, like where I, you know, I, I'm not the biggest Tarantino fan, and I'm not defending Tarantino whatsoever. It's just I kind of like to live in a world where people can disagree and just move on with their lives. <laughs> yeah, we we don't live in that type of world. No, we anymore. don't. <laughs> no, you know. Now everyone has their opinion, and they can voice it anywhere and <laughs> shout it loud. Which is fine. That's cool. That's fine. Um, back to the Bruce Lee thing, though. So. My stance on Bruce Lee, it's a bit complicated. I'll try to uncomplicate it. Peter knows because you're one of my best friends. You know my feelings about Bruce Lee. Okay, Bruce Lee. They always talk about greatest martial arts of all time. Like, you can beat up anyone. That's where I kind of hop off the chain a little bit. A little bit. This is what I appreciate about Bruce Lee. The first non-white actor... To become a star. And he's fucking ripped. And to accomplish that in the time where they're pushing Asians down. With that strong, heavy accent. you can, This man is undeniable. He's a fucking legend. Mm-hmm. To accomplish what he did in that time. He deserves all the respect in the world. Totally agree. But then you move into this other territory where. He was the greatest fighter of all time. Yeah. He could beat up anyone. People like deify him. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> to make he him would, to a god. <laughs> he, he would kill Muhammad Ali. He would kill Mike Tyson. That's where I kind of jump off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm kind of like, yeah. And that's the whole thing where like, one 
<laughs> part of the spectrum versus the other, like mm-hmm. where like the realistic versus the yep. you know the people that take it over the top, which is this whole argument mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. as well. So, but let me break down my stance on it. Yeah, you can throw in your two cents if you want. Yeah, let's break down. Can Bruce Lee fight? Yes. Ah, I was gonna say a thousand, a hundred percent. He can fight. <laughs> Because a lot of the things he did in his Jeet Kune book, in his movies, a lot of them, that's what MMA guys do now. Mm-hmm. The oblique kick. I have no idea why it's called the oblique kick. The heel kick to the knee. <laughs> John Jones. That's from Bruce Lee. Just the fact, that, though, that he, like, um, presented this whole adaptation, like, adapt to your opponent kind of thing, right? That That's because everything was rigid before, in a way, right? Back when, in his day, the martial arts, it was... Rigid to like a, a certain style, you have to stay within. Yeah, your... they like to they like to say he's the Godfather of MMA. MMA I, right? I'm not yeah. that. How do you feel about that? I'm not there on that. No, <laughs> I'm not there on that at all. <laughs> well, a little bit. Here's the thing, Bruce. When Bruce Lee said you got to mix it all together, he's more so referring to the rigid styles of kung fu, okay. kung, kung fu, kung okay. fu. Like you don't mix Wing Chun with Tiger. You don't mix Tiger with uh, fucking Bakwei and and. Sing Li and that kind of style, right? And Tai Chi. That was what he meant. But he definitely adapted because if you look at it later on, he's doing other stuff. He's doing fucking wrestling. Yeah. He's doing a little bit of gravel. He's doing judo. It evolved. But I, I don't... I wouldn't say he's the grandfather of MMA. Like, it sounds cool. I, I like that people say that about him. Don't get me wrong. I just don't necessarily believe it. Because... MMA existed before MMA. It was just called something different. It was like Shudo Box or like, you know, Valley Tudo. It was just different things way before all that stuff. But um, his style, his whole thing was more so mixing Kung Fu styles. Because did you do, you didn't, you, you never did Kung Fu, right? No. Right. So I did Kung Fu growing up. I'm telling you right now, all the shit you hear about like, Bruce Lee, the way he was depicted in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, how he's like, he would cripple Muhammad Ali. <laughs> literally, he just said it. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Literally every Kung Fu guy said that <laughs> in my time. And I was training in the 90s. So imagine the 70s or the 60s. It's fucking way worse. Back, back before MMA, back before UFC, you can get away with like lying. You'd be like, I fucking like grab his throat and like rip it out. Well, I train to kill. I don't train to compete, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the whole hands is registered button. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of people said that. Like, oh, yeah. it was fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, I mean, it may sound like I'm hating on kung fu. I'm not. I'm not. I I will always respect kung fu because because that was my base, and also kung fu makes action fight scenes look cool. Because think think about if kung fu didn't exist, it's one two cross takedown in every fight scene <laughs> come on man. come on kung fu more like it's more of a theatrical art in a way in, a ways, in yeah. the way it was like it's more of a dance yeah because it's, it's the way it was performed before is before an audience you do that if you right. watch an early interview with bruce lee when he was like 24 years old like back before he learned other arts he was like Kung Fu. I'm not going to do this accent. He's like, Kung Fu was like the ultimate martial arts. How he's talking about karate is like hitting someone with a steel pipe. Whereas Kung Fu is like hitting somebody, somebody with like a ball and a steel chain. Mm. But that, he was young. He didn't, he didn't know better. It's ironic because the style that he ultimately does that he, when he's Jeet Kune Do, what does it look like to you, Peter? 
Kung Fu? <laughs> karate. Okay. <laughs> that karate stance, that wide stance, the bounce back and forth, the measuring. And who else does that stance, Peter? Tell me. <laughs> the Oto Machida? I don't know. Him too. Yeah. Conor McGregor. Right. Okay. And who else? Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Karate guys. Who's that guy that used was on the come up and then just got knocked out? It was like a Swedish guy. Ah, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, that it was just funny. I mean, yeah, he he adapted. He just he learned because he didn't know better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like me, I didn't know better until I learned Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu and Judo and boxing. Like I just didn't, simply didn't know better. It was just it's ironic how he's like talk down on karate and then all of a sudden, what does he do ultimately? A karate stance. <laughs> <laughs> That was early in his life, though, like talking down on karate. Yeah, right? yeah. early in his life. You know, Again, every kung fu, <laughs> every kung fu guy did that. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. When I was in kung fu in my teenage years, there was an older guy. He was also doing kung fu, and he was like telling us secretly, how he's like, "Yeah, I'm also doing karate. Like, it's kind of cool. I'm doing the tournaments, kind of like learning different aspects." And once our master found out about it, he forced him to quit karate. He's like, what are you doing? You can't mix things. <laughs> Sound familiar? <laughs> you can make a movie out of this guy's life. <laughs> Another thing that Bruce Lee, way ahead of his time, he emphasizes strength and conditioning. Because actual black belt martial arts back then, and even a little bit in my, my day in the 90s, they didn't look like Bruce Lee. You know what they look like? Like our dads or like our uncles, like kind of out of shape. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Knock a guy out and go have five beers, man. Yeah, but, you know, they were all about doing the fucking waving moves. They they wouldn't do any workouts. And uh, my my kung fu master actually emphasized strength and condition. We do an hour and a half of strength and condition before even working out. He would make fun of the black belts that would come in that would skip the strength and conditioning and just do forms. He would call them fly swappers because they're fucking just swapping like nothing, (laughs) like doing like tiger. And oddly enough, that there's a term for that because guys in jiu-jitsu do that too, where they skip the strength and conditioning and they just roll. They call them sandbaggers. I don't know what that means, but they call them sandbaggers. Hmm. It, it's just funny. Um, your thoughts on Bruce Lee as a fighter? Go. <laughs> Go. As a fighter. Um, Go. All right. Well, I don't have the martial arts background as you. I just look at him as like a kid in wonder watching him for the first time and and seeing this asian hero that was did not exist ever but what about him, now really right now your present time his thoughts as a fighter in a post mma world i i still buy into the fact that he was like an innovator and that he was the one that kind of brought this whole like adapting style i know you you mentioned it, he just stuck within kung fu or whatever um i didn't know that so but but before, like, I I think he's like an innovator. Like he he really did introduce a way of like adapting it and learning. No, no, no. More I, I never say he's not an innovator. He's definitely an innovator. I'm mm-hmm. saying, how is he a, as a fighter? Go as a fighter. As okay. a fighter. As a le- well, you know, he's not gonna hold beat on. Muhammad hold on. Ali hold or on. No, Mike no, no, Tyson no, no, no. or anything. Him versus Dominic Cruz. Go. <laughs> In a modern day fight, like, okay, Bruce Lee learning all the stuff he learned and doesn't still matter. Being Ill, doesn't matter. Bruce Lee that died. Go. Okay, probably Dominic Cruz might beat him in a fight then. Boom. <laughs> Even let's say hypothetically you move the UFC stuff in '92. Let's say hypothetically that happened in when did Bruce Lee die? Seventies? Sixty-seven or something. Sixty-seven. Okay, whenever he died. Let's yeah. say everything happened early. Oh wait, no, 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 not sixty-seven. 
70 something. Whatever. 70. Was it like 72? Yeah. Whatever, right after or right before it entered. Okay. The came up. Okay. Hypothetically, UFC happened then. What do you think is going to happen? So now Dominic Cruz is traveling back no, in no, time? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm saying UFC won. If UFC won happened right before Bruce Lee died. And Bruce Lee's in that tournament. UFC won. Well, Bruce, I think Bruce Lee would have done very well. You think so? Yeah. You think? You think? He Do you was... think Royce Gracie would be as developed and uh, evolved in the seventies at that time? Well, that's compared? what I'm saying. What happens in the nineties? Let's say hypothetically, it just moved back in time. Okay, you can't you can't do that. That's though. what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Okay, then then okay, yes, Royce Gracie would probably take him to the ground and like there choke him out or whatever. There you go. That's what would happen. But you can't even do that because like that's just unfair to everyone in but the. That's 70s. just what would happen. It's just evolution of. But I'm saying athletics. Let's, let's and say everything. the evolution of martial arts already happened and all that, and we're at we're at 92. But Bruce Lee is 32 years old. The okay, uh, but let's say done. Bruce Lee was able to evolve everything. So UFC to the 90s. So UFC 10. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. Like uh, the, it would have been a much closer fight than just him getting choked out. I think BJ Penn would have destroyed Bruce Lee, a hundred percent. Well, can't know for sure ever. He can't. It's all a fugazi, right? Yeah. That's why I'm saying the best, the best measurement I can go by is what actually happened. Hmm. So actually, UFC won, and Bruce Lee before he died. Like real stats here, real things, and hypothetically, if it happened in '72, Bruce Lee would get killed. He would get destroyed. Just like everybody else in that tournament. Mm. But here's the thing. It's a whole timing thing. <laughs> I don't know. But here's the thing. It doesn't mean he's not an innovator. He's definitely an innovator because there's a lot of MMA guys that do what he does. He's got a strong mind for MMA, 100%. 100%. I mean, you want, you saw his sparring footage, right? Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on his sparring footage? Amazing stuff. Like it's just like that speed, the mm-hmm. everything that he's doing in there is just like mm-hmm. ahead of his time. Like his opponents like don't even know what to do, really. So Right, right, right. Yeah. So what do you do in that sparring footage? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> okay, well I'll tell you. So he had his hand behind his back and his one hand forward. And he's basically counter striking. And what he was counter striking was with was ridge hands and knife hands. Do you think that's going to stop someone in an MMA fight? Of course not. <laughs> it's not going to hurt anybody. Sure, he's fast. Here's the thing. The lighter you are, Bruce Lee is a very small man. A very small man. We even see it in the MMA fight. It's rare. But now I know Figueroa like knocks people yeah, out. You've but... been fighting like Demetrius Johnson or something. <laughs> exactly. It's very rare that you have knockouts in the lower weight class. It's just harder, you know? But for Bruce Lee to do that, fucking, fa- he's fast. Don't get me wrong. He's fast. He's accurate. But that's not going to stop anyone. Hmm. If you spar, I've sparred people, guys like that. Yeah, they're fast. They do that. But a knife hand and a ridge hand in my face isn't going to stop me from doing a takedown. <laughs> you know, is what I'm getting at. So I'm not saying Bruce Lee is a shitty fighter. What I'm saying is I'm being realistic about it. I'm not one of those guys that'd be like, he's fucking amazing. Nobody can get close to him. He was sidekicking their. T-. I'm not that guy. I'm more realistic. I used to be. 100% I used to be like that guy. But I feel like you're you're thinking that he would just stay at that level. Like if he was stay like if he didn't die, he grew, was able to grow and adapt and learn and be able to teach other people. But you can't do that. I'm yes, going by fa- I'm going by facts. I'm going by facts. I'm going but by But you can't compare someone from 2000 to someone from the 70s. Like, well, how was he when he died, Peter? How was he? 32 I don't know. years old. Okay. You think he's going to fucking 
adapt that much <laughs> to his forty? I think he like with his work ethic and what what he tried, he put his own body through. Then yes, he would have kind of still continued to like learn and like look at Donnie Yen right now. You don't think Donnie Yen's been like upping his from what he, he started off as? Right? Donnie Yen's amazing. Yeah, but Donnie he, Yen is almost like a modern day version of but, what Bruce Lee could have been. But he would still know. get his ass kicked in an MMA MMA fight. I'm, straight up, obviously yes, because they're, <laughs> so, they're not trained so to be you know, MMA fighters. They're, that's they're, what I'm saying. They were never. But that's Bruce Lee, at. if he had gone into competition to do that stuff, sure, I could if see he him. did it at age twenty and started at that. You know, 100%. But here's the realistic thing about it. If MMA even happened at that stage, he probably wouldn't even compete. Mm -hmm. He probably wouldn't even talk about it. I'm doing it as a, like, just for fun here. Like, his peak, I don't think he would have done that well in MMA. Only if he started at, like, 20 or, like, 15 or something. Yeah, 100%. Or even as a coach. But he's a good fighter. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, like, I'm putting facts out here. Like, he just cannot compete with BJ Penn. Just can. But here's the next part I'm going to talk about here. Hypothetically, if Bruce Lee were to actually fight, I'm going to talk about the fighters that I would say would emulate him in terms of competition. Or you can start. Go. Who do you think? Wait, what, what is he? Which fighter emphasizes Bruce Lee as a fighter, like in modern-day competition? You can choose any fighter. I'm going to go with McGregor, like. It's yeah, yeah, obvious one. <laughs> yeah, he's the most probably the most accurate depiction. If Bruce Lee was yeah. like an actual fighter, that'd be McGregor. Oh yeah, the only thing even his is, attitude. Like I could see Bruce Lee. Like if his English was that good. <laughs> mm-hmm. The only thing is that McGregor is first off Bruce Lee's right-handed, and McGregor is left-handed. Yep. So McGregor has that bomb of the back, that fucking left hand, right? Bruce Lee doesn't have that. Um, that's why once I thought about hard enough, I'm like, I know. He probably do he'll do different things. So I thought about different fighters, and the next person I thought of was actually Dominic Cruz. Mm. The way he fights, I'm like, I can see Bruce Lee doing that if he was like legit competing with that movement. Yeah, the same movement. Yeah, I can see that. It's like kinetic energy. Just yeah, <laughs> or even over, t- over, yeah. even TJ Dillashaw, who is like Dominic Cruz version 2.0. Mm. I can see that. Another guy I can see that is probably similar to Bruce, Bruce Lee if had he fought would be. Kung Lee. Mm, I, I, I don't know about that one. Yeah, you don't know martial arts. <laughs> so Kung Lee is actually a, a Kung Fu guy, yeah. for one thing. He does flying and Caesar take Shanshu. San Shao. San Shao. San Shao. Or Sanda now. But the way he fought in MMA, I could see Bruce Lee doing that. Because Bruce Lee wouldn't do this, you know. Well, Kung Lee's pretty flashy. But Bruce Lee, I could see him adapting his style to a point where it's... um. Where it can suit, where he would tone it down, where it can help him survive in an MMA fight. So he like base it down to like you know those spinning kicks, those back fist, um, the hook kicks because Kung Lee likes to do that, and Kung Lee also Kung Lee is right handed and he fights in a southpaw stance. Mm. Next thing I'm going to say, which I personally think would be hypothetically. Probably how Bruce Lee would have fought if he grown up in America in, say, like 2000. And he started training at a young age. And all he did was focus on MMA. I'm going to go with Tony Ferguson. Really, eh? Tony Ferguson. Why? Have you seen a Tony Ferguson fight? Yeah, but... Have you, have you seen the way he trains? 
He uses a Wing Chun doll. Does he? Yeah. Okay, I've never seen that. He does foot sweeps. <laughs> he actually, he legit foot sweeped uh, fucking Justin Gaethje with a Kung Fu foot sweep. He does uh, hand trappings, Wing Chun stuff in a fight. Like he would actually like do stuff. He's basically Bruce Lee at Bruce Lee fought MMA. 100%. Hmm. It's, it's cool because his base is wrestling, but he barely uses it. He more so tries to adapt to every situation. Okay. Would you say Machida would ever? Yeah, I can see a little bit. I say at the most in his basic, prime, at the most basic level, yeah. like I say basic in terms of if he only did karate. At the most basic level, I'd say Machida and Stephen Waterboy Thompson. Yeah, that would probably be what Bruce Lee would have done. Yeah, but I say if Bruce Lee grew up in America, born in '85, learned MMA, fully formed. MMA fighter, he would be Tony Ferguson. And look who Tony Ferguson is. He's like fucking like number three of all time, right? <laughs> there you go. That's that in my world, in my hypothetical world, that's Bruce Lee learning everything, you know, you know, because before I was talking about Bruce Lee, like that we know. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm saying I'm talking the hypothetical Bruce Lee. It would be Tony. So Ferguson. he would have been fighting in the bantamweight division mm. right or the one up the... well i'm thinking if he legit featherweight maybe i'm thinking if he took it seriously he probably moved up in weight classes he probably would have done some a little bit of fucking trt <laughs> <laughs> moved a little bit of weight classes great we're gonna get into that one now. <laughs> what, TR- uh, dude they're all microdosing on trt come on come on everybody's microdosing trt come on <laughs> 100 milligrams every day. He passed the USADA test text and bro, come on, do your fucking re- do your fucking Reddit research. Come on. Now that I think about it, like that's almost kind of a dream match, like to see Demetrius Johnson fight him. Demetrius <laughs> Johnson versus Bruce Lee. Yeah, like both of them in their primes. Kind in their of. prime, yeah. like a hypothetical Bruce Lee who grew up on MMA. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically saying Tony Ferguson versus Demetrius <laughs> in a way. I would say Demetrius would win that. Would I would win that fight. So, yeah. yeah. I would say so. <laughs> Throw him up into an armbar. Yep. <laughs> His greatest move ever. 100%. 100%. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Well, I talk. You talk. talk <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know what to say from here. I was talking about Shan Lee's recent comments. What did she say? I didn't even read them. You didn't read Shan Lee's recent comments? Not the recent ones. No. I thought you were against Asian hate. I am not not against it. <laughs> well, she basically said, basically what I said earlier, in a world where Asians are being attacked, it's like, it's not good what he's saying <laughs> right now. And, um... Oh, and the whole, like, I'm uh, tired of, like, white men saying... like what? That was her first... That was her first Was that statement. the first one? That was okay. the first thing. Okay. So her most recent statement after uh, Tarantino was on Rogan, she was talking about how, like, I'm sick and tired of Tarantino, like, hating on Brucey like he even knew him. And she was like, I don't care if you like him or not. Basically, she just moved on. I mean, which is the right thing. I'm not, look, I'm all for free speech. I, I, I'm not saying I agree with Tarantino or either. I just, people are allowed to express themselves. And that's fine. Like, you don't got to like each other. <laughs> um, but if you really break down, like, yeah, Tarantino is a bit disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he definitely was. Yeah. The fact that like he's so 
arrogant about it and the fact like the way he's portraying bruce as this arrogant prick mm-hmm. and now he's being an arrogant prick mm-hmm. about it it's mm-hmm. kind of like ironic in a yeah way. he is yeah he's like yeah i'm not backing down there is <laughs> yeah i'm gonna defend my stance and i don't give a fuck <laughs> i think and that that kind of annoys me it's like <laughs> that's fine yeah. that's that's his stance on it i yeah. mean whatever i think the only thing that actually does kind of bother me about that scene was when um, Cliff goes, Wah. does he? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I really didn't like that. Even the first time, I, I. When did he do that? Like, did you watch this movie? Yes, <laughs> but I haven't seen the scene for a while. <laughs> no, because Bruce Lee goes, Wah. Yeah, and yeah. Cliff goes, because <laughs> growing up uh, as an Asian kid in a white community, like, oh yeah, everyone does that. Fucking hear that shit all the time, right? <laughs> um. Yeah, that was a bit insensitive. <laughs> but that's what Tarantino does, right? He does that to upset people. Yeah. It's not like Cliff's like a, you know, an absolute hero. He's like actually a, a dick in the movie as hey, well. He in a killed way. his wife. Yeah, he killed his wife. It's been confirmed. <laughs> yeah, in the book. Killed his wife. Killed his wife. He's not exactly a hero. <laughs> Here's the thing about this whole controversy. Yeah, Tarantino was a dick, and yeah, he made Bruce Lee look shitty. But guess what? In 100, 200 years, people are still going to respect Bruce Lee no matter what. This is not It's not doing anything to hurt his it's legacy not gonna hurt him at all. all. People can be upset. <laughs> if anything, it's whatever. actually brought more conversation to him and yeah. brought him back in the brings, spotlight, yeah, which is great. Yeah, it does. It's more, it brings more attention <laughs> yeah. to a legend, right? Get all these new Twitter people to like, hey, let's watch some of his old stuff. Yeah, I mean, look at Michael <laughs> Jackson. People still care about him, even though he raped kids. <laughs> no Ooh. one cares. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, what? <laughs> no, he's settled, which means he's guilty. <laughs> James Frankel, settled. Means he's guilty. <laughs> he's done go. shit since. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And here's another thing. Another thing about Tarantino. Despite how I feel about him, how I don't really like his movies, whatever, in 100 years, fucking universities and colleges are going to study Tarantino no matter what oh, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. Tarantino's going to be going down as one of the greatest directors of all time. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, it's not Steven Soderbergh. It's Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> this... In a way, this almost kind of feels like the the whole argument the uh, from Pulp Fiction when he uses the N word, like his character. Yeah, he uses the N word, and like it, 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 this is like him kind of like drawing up publicity for his movie in, in a way, almost. Mm. <sighs> yeah, but, but did I, he did he say he was like part black, so he's allowed to say? Already like black has black friends or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Samuel Jackson was cool with it, so <laughs> I will admit that I definitely like him more now that he's older. I didn't really like him like when he was younger because he, he was a bit too much, a bit, <laughs> a bit too much. But I I definitely appreciate his work. Mm-hmm. I um and above all else, I appreciate his work ethic. I I really value that quite a bit. How he talks about his process, about the amount of movies he makes, his regime, regime regimen, <laughs> where he like regime. <laughs> regime. His fucking racist regime. <laughs> no, I I really admire that. I'm gonna pull it. that for Twitter. Sure, <laughs> go ahead. I really admire his work ethic, and I, I admire his love for movies and how he's always trying to make something cool. I really respect that. Mm-hmm. I still don't like his movies, but that's besides the point. Like, um, you, you ever heard about that whole friendly rivalry thing between him and PTA, Paul Thomas Anderson? Go on. <laughs> no, they just have a friendly rivalry. It's like okay. they come, came out around the same time. Their movies came out around yeah, the yeah. same time. Yeah, they came up big. And they always yeah. try to outdo each other with a different set pieces. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I was always a PTA fan, personally. Uh, his movies just resonate with me better. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that necessarily makes him a better filmmaker because a lot of things, he his style, he pulls from other filmmakers. Um, Scorsese, mostly. <laughs> Scorsese. Well, Altman, well, a lot, but Altman, yeah, a lot of like Kubrick. <laughs> yeah. um, with, obviously, Tarantino does that, too. I mean, everybody talks about how he's like, oh, all he's doing is just <laughs> meshing different genres together. Yep. He is, but here's the thing. It's hard to make that all flow together, you know, and to make a nice cohesive narrative. That's very difficult. So mm-hmm. he's a he's a damn good filmmaker. I just that's just not my cup of tea. His movies. How how did you feel about Hateful Eight? Did you like? Hateful? No, that's that would be on the bottom portion of the list. <laughs> what about the Django? Uh, it's middling for me. It's it's right in the middle there. I like I like certain parts of it, but a lot of it as well is just um. I didn't really. I didn't whatever. like the Django at all. No, not a fan. For me, uh, Glorious Bastards is my favorite. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, but I, I don't know. A lot of these films, I just, I just don't find very rewatchable. Reservoir Dogs, I fucking love. Yeah. Like, I love Reservoir Dogs. Pulp Fiction, I liked it the first time, but then the third and fourth time, I, I find I that kinda... so watch rewatchable. Yeah, that's, same with the Inglorious Bastards for me. Those it's just two. not for me. Those just aren't for me. Jack Brown, I enjoyed. I did. Yeah, um, it's the most like un. Tarantino type of movie, but it's it, actually what makes it so well. It's more Elmore Leonard, right? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, it's the only time he really did a. I know people story love from someone else. <laughs> I, volume one, Kill Bill, Volume one. It's probably the most popular, the most accessible one. I know people love it. And that's fine. I'm more of a Volume two guy. Personally. Oh yeah, that's actually more of a Tarantino. Movie in my it, mind. Volume two is fucking amazing. <laughs> I love it. Me being a Tarantino hater, a guy that doesn't know Joey's movies, I'm like. It's a damn good movie. <laughs> but Volume 1, how do you feel about Volume 1? I I liked it. I, I thought it was, like, experimental. And, yeah. like, the, he tried to do a lot of different things, and I enjoyed that little mm-hmm. aspect mm-hmm. of it. And I liked the characters that were... Because mm-hmm. I, I really like Oren Ishii, Lucy Liu. Um, before I even watched any of the Kill Bill movies, I read the script, and the script really drew me in. That's the first time I ever, like, just read a script, a movie mm-hmm. script. I was like, holy fuck. I can't wait till this movie came out came out because that built my anticipation so much for the movie. Um, and, and like some things changed from the script to the movie, like, um, but the the whole anime part, I I don't know how I feel about that because did he direct that part? No, he actually I'm I'm sure he directed it. Obviously, someone else is uh, the whole it's a really famous Japanese studio that. Did the animation, everything. It seemed like the guy that did Cowboy Bebop did it, mm-hmm. personally. I don't know for sure. I don't know. I'm not really an anime guy. Yeah. I just like yeah. certain animes. Yeah, yeah, my... I appreciate the hustle, <laughs> to put it respectfully. I appreciate what he was trying to do. Um, how he explained it, it was just the bride fighting through different genres. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's just... Why does he have to make those fucking goofy-ass sounds during those fight scenes? Come on, man. It's a callback to the 70s martial arts movies. Come on. Come on, please. Yeah, especially like when a guy gets his head cut off and he's like a Looney Tunes. Come on. Like even even in Volume 2, I love Volume 2. Don't get me wrong. But his fight with Ellie or her fight with Ellie, the part where she was a flying sidekick. Yeah, come on. Have you seen the version of the uh, Crazy A fight, but from like the uncut, like the Japanese version, yeah, yeah, uncensored? Yeah, 
I feel that one's much more better. Um, it's a good fight. Don't get me wrong. It's a good fight. It's just, I, I just didn't like the tone and the atmosphere of it. Probably, okay. Uh, I'll stop being a hater. Okay. <laughs> the fight between her and Oren Ishii was good. Mm-hmm. It was a very classical samurai battle. It was yeah. a very good fight. 100%. Samurai Western, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a good fight. The music, and then uh, I really love the loved, setting. Oh, man, I really love the music uh, when she chops the top of her head off. That fucking 70s jazz pulpy music yeah it's made me want to smoke cigarettes <laughs> yeah the how do you feel about the the music in his movies like i know we're not like huge music historians or anything so but they they feel so memorable to me they're Just, pretty good yeah i'm not gonna take that away from his movie his music is pretty damn good yeah and like uh, how much control does he have like is that him like picking out like full control, control over like the yeah, yeah, because after he made Reservoir Dogs and then Pulp Fiction, he basically had a, what's that word, carte blanche? Yeah. <laughs> Blank check. Kate Blanchett. <laughs> he had Kate Blanchett on it all. Oh, yeah. fuck, I poured too much vodka. Uh-oh. All right, I'll take a Uh-oh. shot. Uh-oh, uh Just take the whole thing. All right, it's all right. It's just a skull. Shout-outs to Eric Cormier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No one knows who he is. Follow him Download him on Spotify. Follow him on Spotify. <laughs> Let's do a let's do an ad reading. <laughs> Shout out to the Essential Albums podcast. Essential Albums. Get close to the mic. <laughs> Get close. So shout out to the Essential Albums podcast. Yes, I listen to it every day Anise, on my drive to work. It, it's Anissa's podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Fuck no, piece kidding. of shit. <laughs> I sorry that sounded sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and also shout out to Pub Stop Media. Those guys are fucking cool, man. Oh yeah, I love those guys. I love. Them. I would. We should probably do a collab with them or something. Can we? Let's do it. I've never done a Zoomy. I call them Zoomy. A Zoomy <laughs> meeting. A Zoomy <laughs> podcast recording. On. Do people do like video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's okay. basically what fucking podcast. It's like did. you're sitting in the studio with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> studio. Studio. <laughs> Basement. <laughs> yeah. So, martial arts. What did you take, Peter? Let me know. <laughs> On martial arts? Basketball? <laughs> so, uh, who's going to win? Poirier uh, McGregor. Hold on. Don't change. What martial <laughs> arts did you take, Peter? <laughs> I took uh, watching movies and like copying their moves. No, That's you took Muay Thai. Don't, don't. Yeah, I took Muay Thai for like two years. Fuck, you killed yeah. people. <laughs> was it two years? I thought it was like three months. Well, two years, but I didn't go like every day or anything. So it was three months? <laughs> Yeah, you know, if you're going to put it all together, probably in like one year, maybe. When are you going to train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu with me? Uh, pretty soon, pretty soon, you know. Uh, once I get uh, these steroids in me. Too. <laughs> get some fucking TRT. <laughs> fucking TRT. Well, we're opening up on July 16th in Ontario here. Finally. Yep. Fucking fine. It's happening. You want to roll? I don't want to roll. You, you want to roll? <laughs> <laughs> So Shannon Lee, how much do you know about Shannon Lee? Um, honestly, not a lot. No. Okay. No. She made a Hong Kong action movie where she fights Benny the Jet or Guidas. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So she followed in the martial arts. It's actually a pretty dang good fight too. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I'm gonna look that up right now. Yeah, we uh, YouTube it. Jamie, Jamie, pull that shit up. <laughs> Jamie. I don't got a Jamie. It's just me. <laughs> Just me, All folks. All right, I'll, I'll do it right away. 
Steve Alton. Right, yeah, yeah, he's a clip right here. <laughs> Fucking right here. Fuck. Cool. We got like a Irish assistant. This is all the fucking Irish people feel like, bro. <laughs> Fuck. Anything else to say about Bruce Lee? Lee Bruce? Lee Bruce uh, Lee? What would you say is your favorite movie of his? That's a tough one because, I'll be honest, I don't really like much of his movies. <laughs> they, yeah, they, um, they don't they age did, that they well. They do not age well. They don't age well. No. Here, say, I'm going to grab beer. Talk shit. I gotta say the so I guess check obviously the most iconic fight is with Chuck Norris. And it's actually that I feel has aged the most well out of every of his like most famous fight scenes. Um how do you feel about that? The funny thing about that, yeah. um did you know a lot of people didn't even know that was Chuck Norris? Yeah, he wasn't that big at the time. I know. Right? So. I know. <laughs> but he was a karate champion. But even He's now, about to take over the world. Because one, one of my training partners from Jiu Jitsu messaged me. He's like, That was Chuck Norris? I'm like, You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> shout out to Mikhailo. Good guy. Mikhailo. <laughs> if he still listens to my podcast, I don't think he does. You want to shout out your, uh, your uh, Jiu Jitsu gym? Shout out to Mikhailo. All right. <laughs> no, right. no, I, I traded Guardhouse. Guardhouse. I don't think any of those guys listen to my podcast. <laughs> Guardhouse. Fuck yeah. Why not? Guardhouse for life. For life. I got a tat. Got a tat on my eyeball. Forever. When are you going to come join us? First class free. Oh, yeah? yeah. Okay. I'll go one class. So, July 16th when we open up? Yeah. Once I, uh, you know, do a cycle. <laughs> cycle of what? Uh. Lemon juice. Yeah. Some trend? You get a trend? You get an yeah. Anabar? Yeah, absolutely. D ball? You get a fucking D ball? You look like Triple H? You have no hair, so it's okay. You can fucking like shoot up like 3,000 milligrams a week. Come on. Let's fucking go. It affects other stuff. Ah. <laughs> Who? What would be your dream match for like movie wise, Bruce Lee today? <laughs> like could you he would how old would he be today actually he'd be old as fuck he's, today <laughs> yeah, yeah he would He would be he'd like be, 70 yeah, he'd be dead by now he'd be fucking 70 now <laughs> the funny thing about now. the whole Bruce Lee Chuck Norris thing is you, did you know that Chuck Norris just came from a tournament where he beat like 100 guys <laughs> right after that or right, right before, before. That <laughs> yeah. yeah it makes sense yeah and um, Bruce Lee called him he's like Hey Chuck, you want to be in my movie fight? He's like, cool. It's like, uh, do I win? He's like, oh no, I'm the hero. He's like, but I just beat a hundred guys. Man, I wish they could have fought in the like actual coliseum, mm. not in the hallways. Oh. <laughs> Did you know that Chuck Norris is now a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt? Of course, well, he's been for a while. Chuck Norris is bad. But at the time, at Chuck the time, Norris invented Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Did you not know that? Well, there's a story about <laughs> he talks about, or people have talked about how he joined. It was like you know he's a world champion karate guy, and then he he meets the Gracies, and it was either Hoist or one of the other Gracies. Don't quote me on this, but they're like, "Hey, I can't do that. I'll try to do the Brazilian accent." Oh, please terribly. don't. Hey, Chuck Norris, <laughs> try to hit me. <laughs> try to hit me as hard as you can. You're doing the accent from the the guy from Lethal Weapon Four. Don't hit me as hard as you can. <laughs> just just try to hit me. <laughs> this is my Brazilian accent. This is Lethal Weapon Four. <laughs> this is my Brazilian accent. Try to hit me. 
Anyways, Chuck is like, ah, gee golly, I don't want to do that, Mr. Racy. <laughs> he's like, no, just fucking do it. Just do it. <laughs> so he, yeah, Chuck Norris tries to hit him, and he, uh, according to Chuck, um, everything went black, and he just woke up, and he was on the ground. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And he's and like, then, now and then I have the, to learn this. And then the Gracie guy was like, see? Isn't that better than getting punched in the face? <laughs> so true. <laughs> <laughs> and um, no, Chuck, Chuck, he was very respectful, but he even paid for one of the Gracie's gyms. Like he just bought it for them. It's pretty damn cool. It's pretty it's cool. Fucking though. Chuck Norris. Of course he's gonna Chuck do Norris. That. What's even cooler is like I didn't even know that he was a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt till like a few years ago. Because hmm. he's a martial artist, right? He's Shit, how old that. is he now? He's like in his eighties, close mid seventies, days. But he probably looks like he's still like forty, forty two. <laughs> Google it. He's still Walker, Texas Ranger. Google it. No, is Walker, Texas Ranger, that really tall white guy now? Is there? Did they do a remake? Yeah, yeah, Those yeah. sons of bitches. How do you remake Chuck Norris? You can't. Chuck Norris age. You looking him up? Oh, yeah. And? No, no, not age. Just look up what he looks like. <laughs> they won't give him. They won't give a, uh, wait, recent picture. It's not legal. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Norris. You're not allowed to take the internet. Photo of Chuck Norris. <laughs> okay, if this is recent, then let's see. No, it's not recent. Let's this see. can't be recent. No, that looks like 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's recent. Look at that. Uh... Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There's th- recent pictures don't exist. Anymore. All right. Let's talk about Bruce Lee. <laughs> Before we get in here, let's talk a little bit more about Lee Bruce. Bruce Lee. Lee Bruce. Little Lum. Bruce Lee. And for the Vietnamese. Yeah, for, li- for Vietnamese. Little Lum. Little Lum. Little Lum. Yeah. He's a handsome motherfucker, though. Would he be the... Almost, like, first transcendent superstar where everyone knows him? Like, as, as an Asian person. Yeah. Because, like, my parents don't know anyone. They don't watch movies. They don't do anything. But mm. they know Little Lum. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I don't know how truthful my statement I'm about to make is. Bruce Lee was so fucking cool that even racist people, skinheads, Nazis, liked him. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Because think about it. Have you ever heard, like, you know, growing up, like, you know, we've had our share of whatever, right? Oh, yeah. Have you ever heard of a racist person be like, you fu- Bruce Lee's a fucking loser? <laughs> <All right. laughs> no, they, it'd be more like, when they want to call you racist names, they don't they don't refer to you as Bruce Lee because Bruce Lee's too cool. They're they like Jackie first. Chan. Yeah, they're like, hey, Jackie Chan. Hey, Jackie hey, Chan. Chan. Lee. <laughs> they, yeah, they would never say Bruce. Yeah. Why don't you call me Bruce Lee, motherfucker? Exactly. That's like, my theory. Nah, he's too cool, man. He's too cool. My theory is that Bruce Lee is so fucking cool that he killed racists. <laughs> <laughs> he sidekicked racism in the dick. <laughs> oh, I can jump high, huh? <laughs> no, that's from Dragon the Bruce Lee story. <laughs> no, no, Bruce Lee's a pretty damn cool guy, man. Okay. So they're remake. They're doing an actual great. It's it's written by you know let's let's say Quentin Tarantino or, <laughs> or someone or like a good writer. Um, who do you cast as Bruce Lee? Bruce Lee. What do you mean? Who would portray Bruce Lee? In oh, the, who would? Fit? Yeah, Donnie Yen, obviously. <laughs> He's old, but yeah. Action wise, yeah, but can who can he get the charisma? Can he get that? Attitude? Can he get the? I don't know, man. Mike Mo is pretty damn good. He doesn't look like Bruce Lee, but yeah. he's pretty damn good. But the other guy I would think of is the guy from Shaolin Soccer. Yeah, that's pretty good. Because yeah. you know he went on to do a Bruce Lee series. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
And he's wasn't an Ip Man too, or he was I mean, an Ip Man. He was an Ip Man, but he had a Bruce Lee series as well. Yeah, he was pretty damn cool. Have you watched Warrior? That's yeah, based on the whole. You I keep telling you about it, but why yeah. are you asking me? Okay, I just I, I gotta bring it up for the podcast. Oh, we man. gotta bring that up too. Did you yeah. listen to the whole Tarantino on Rogan thing? No, not the whole thing. No, Did you, you didn't listen to the end where he talked about Kung Fu: The Legend Continues. No, what did he say? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> tell me. Oh my God. So, the whole Kung Fu the Legend continues, or sorry, Kung Fu the show, the whole how it was supposed to be for Bruce Lee was all bullshit, according to Tarantino. Oh, boy. (laughs) Here's the thing. I actually agree with him on this one because he brought up facts. So, Bruce Lee himself never said it. Okay. For the record. No, he's never said that, which is true. The only person that has said that was Linda Lee, his wife. After he passed. After he passed. After he passed. No, okay. he, Bruce Lee never said it. It was Linda Lee. But here's the other f- side of the coin. Because, you know, we saw it in Enter the Dragon, Bruce Lee's story, because she wrote that fucking book, right? He's the other side of that coin. The writer who actually created Kung Fu was fucking being harassed and made fun of for like like 40 years. <laughs> you fucking stole it from Bruce Lee. All this shit, right? And... um. What happened was he was going to file a lawsuit um, in the 90s for defamation. But then Brandon Lee dies. Mm. And he's like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to attack her after her son dies. And that's what happened. Hmm. And also Tarantino added, because he's friends with this guy too, right? He added on to it at the end. He's like, it wouldn't be funny if he he actually sues Warrior, the TV show for defamation and stealing his ideas. Because... Bruce Lee wrote, wrote all the warrior stuff after Kung Fu. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I'm actually on Tarantino's side on this one. I'm, I don't agree with how he approached it because on Rogan's episode, he does this like eight times. This <laughs> comes off as an attack. No, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll quote him and I'll act it out. This is what he says like eight or 12 times. <laughs> Linda Lee is a fucking liar. <laughs> really? Yeah. You say that? A fucking liar. Okay, I'll listen to this one. <laughs> it's like the last hour or 30 minutes. A fucking liar. Over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. But have you watched Warrior? <laughs> I have not, but I really want to. That'd you be my next series. fucking piece of shit. <laughs> it's a good show. It's a good show. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Angie Koji. Um, Storm Shadow? Yeah, he's Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow. Yeah. It's what did you show. think of that trailer? The second one that came out. A lot more action. It's you know, cool. I, I am excited. Yeah. The only thing, it's a bad and good thing, but aesthetically it looks just like the other G.I. Joe movies. The yeah, costumes so. and everything. Yeah, yeah. There's literally no difference. You're like, oh, okay, okay. Well, there's That's more cool. Asians. How do, you, how do you feel about Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi trailer too. Because, um, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to leave this in. I don't give a fucking cares. You said he wasn't charismatic. You know? Yeah. I, I, you fucking piece of shit. From the first shit. trailer, I did not feel he was charismatic. You fucking piece of shit. And uh, I still feel that way. He's going to win me over in the movie. <laughs> I, I still don't see anything that like stands out about him. Like, yeah. But it's hard to like measure him against like all the other guys. Like, How are you going to measure yourself up to like Robert Downey Jr.? <laughs> oh, so you're a racist now. You're a racist now. Absolutely. Cool. cool. Yeah. You're fucking... Call me out on it. You're fucking... <laughs> Hashtag self-Asian hate. Self-Asian hate. 
Well, the trailer didn't really do him favors because it wasn't even a no. Shang Chi trailer. It was no, a, it was a it's Mandarin an everything trailer. else trailer. <laughs> no, even the teaser was like Mandarin trailer. Yeah, trailer was like man. You know the that? fact that they're putting him so much in the background that that's what scares me a little bit. Uh oh, uh oh. I'm so excited. I'm not. <sighs> okay, I, I I want to see it, but I don't like how it looks like it's leading towards that CGI heavy ending thing. Mm-hmm. The whole gate might lead to another portal, but, uh, and it's like, oh, it's more fun. Punching dragons and like, all that stuff, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll reserve my judgment until I watch it, because I, I really believe in this team. The director and our boy, Simu Lu. Or Liu Simu. Liu Simu. In this is okay. Um, I'll, I'll reserve it. I'm still excited, but yeah, I there are red flags. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> CGI heavy finale because I I didn't like the CGI heavy finale in uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. <laughs> I I didn't like that. I didn't. Yeah, the train fight. Yeah, I didn't like that. even the before that the whole rhinoceros. It's like they replaced the rhinoceros with like lions. <laughs> Very true. Eee. Well, that does it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. This is our first discussion. Just unedited because <laughs> uh if you don't know a lot of our episodes i do cut it down for time because it just makes things more streamlined uh this was our first one where i'm not going to edit i'm just going to upload it we literally just recorded and i'm going to upload it right now let us know how you think if you liked it if you liked us just rambling on shit if you like me <laughs> drunk because this is the first time i'm drinking on a podcast if you like this yeah, if you version, want more of this we'll drink more if you like this version of Ethan, <laughs> let me no 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 bye 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 see ya me supporting Ethan in action was done by mason tickle if you like what we heard please subscribe check out our youtube page Ethan in action thanks for listening and we will be back 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 back